Welcome to another episode of the Speed Change Repeat podcast today with Daniel Grubbs. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Awesome. Nice to be with you today. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we already spoke a little bit before I pressed record. So there's a lot of things that we can talk about. Obviously, as as always, first things first, you know, would be great to, to understand, like, who are we talking today? And, uh, you know, where are you coming from? So kind of as the first question for today, could you kind of elaborate a little bit on, you know, where are you coming from professionally? What's kind of what, what has been the journey of yours? And, uh, you know, what are you doing today? And how did you end up doing what you do? Yeah, no, it's uh, I appreciate having me here. And, and uh, yeah, today I'm with uh, with PepsiCo. Uh, I lead our, our ventures group, the early stage investment arm uh, for the organization. Uh, previously, you know, um, kind of came to this this role and to, to PepsiCo um, uh, from multi- multiple years in more of the consulting space, uh, working with a lot of uh, uh, larger multinationals, but as well as midsize and, um, and really early stage companies, um, which was a great uh, time for me to kind of see a lot of different um, uh, business practices, business issues, um, operating spaces. Um, it was really fundamental to uh, to kind of understand, you know, how to grow and scale businesses, but also to how to work and partner um, and collaborate, uh, which ultimately led to joining PepsiCo um, and working within and helping lead one of more our emerging um, growth business units. Uh, which uh, it was in the beverage space, uh, which was also um, a great area for the organization to continue to kind of uh, move and grow f- from our, our health agenda, but also um, uh, new business practices, go to market approaches, um, and which ultimately led to founding and the, the Ventures Group, which was um, really built on a lot of those principles of uh, as the market continues to move as consumers evolve, um, for, for me is to take a lot of those learnings from my consulting days, um, but as well as the, the period of helping run portions of our PepsiCo business to, to, to found the Ventures Group, which is to uh, really make sure that we're staying on the cusp of um, where the market is going, the consumer is going, our partners are going, and that we're you know, always there to make sure that we're, you know, meet the opportunity. Um, we, we understand where, where the opportunities are are lined for our organization and, and we're ready to capitalize on them. So it's nice to be yeah. here. Yeah, that's interesting. So obviously, I mean, uh, you know, the company is, is, is super huge. Um, and uh, so kind of obviously as the first question in regards to the ventures yeah. group, you know, uh, how much you have to spend? <laughs> so, how, how much, how much, say it, yeah, say it how, much time? How, how much do you have? How much do you have to invest? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, it's one of the things for us is, you know, from, from a PepsiCo, I mean, we're a, we're a large food and beverage organization operating, you know, across the globe, um, uh, heavy emphasis in, in beverages in many different categories, um, uh, you know, from, from taste, enjoyment, refreshment, sparkling, chilled, you know, ambient sets of solutions, but also uh, on the food space, you know, from a number of breakfast solutions to, the snack space. So when we look at opportunities from a, from a venture lens, um, you know, we we we're obviously covering a lot of different spaces and considering, you know, consumer choice and, and convenience. And so, um, you know, we're we're interested at at making sure that we're we're making the right investment from uh, that we're covering our basis and that we're, you know, there's a lot of different opportunities that we're gonna 
uh, be considerate of from an actual numbers perspective. Um, you know, it's those are those are some of the things that we, you know, we keep we keep uh, we keep to ourselves. But um, you know, we're we have been very active uh, for for the last seven plus years um, into the field, into U.S., into Europe, into China, um, and and it's a number of. Uh, from from a perspective is that it's 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 a good size fund it's a good size uh, amount of spend um and uh but it's something that uh we, we kind of keep to ourselves in terms of the amount of actual investments all right all right all right <laughs> okay so um you know uh, there's obviously i think never been in such an exciting time to actually do what you do right now um uh, just from from my humble exp uh let's say opinion um, and there's there's a number of reasons, obviously, for that, right? So there's uh, I think there's two sides of that. So that's just in general of, of let's say you know the different products that you have, um, let's say in the traditional let's say food or beverage side of things, and um, you know the uh, and the enable uh, the enablement of technology platform, um, you know the consumer uh, behavior shift, etc., into more let's say healthier lifestyles, etc. But as well, let's say on the technology side of things, you know really let's say companies that you know where the primary focus is obviously maybe not a um let's say a beverage or, or or let's say a food product so there's a lot of things and um you know so you already said like you cover a lot of things but let's say you said you've been doing this now already for let's say or the fund has been around for seven years or around what are some of the things some of the interesting stories that you could share you know from that period obviously there's like a, a lot of things that you can highlight but still, like, you know, if you if you would pick some of them, you know, uh, that you could share with us. Yeah, yeah you know, and I, I think when, when we go in and, and invest, you know, the, the first thing there is because we we see a founder, we see a team um, who's who's operating in a certain spaces and, and and is trying to solve either for a consumer need or, or a business need or a combination of the two. Right. And a business in the sense of maybe a B2B type type of uh, market opportunity. And, you know, a number of those are very much more uh, on the healthier agenda and where um, for health and wellness wise, uh, where the market continues to go from a, from a food and beverage, right? As consumers are, um, you know, very interested at longevity, um, quality of life, um, you know, uh, self-prescribing them, you know, medications, but also now looking for more food and beverage solutions to, to play a role within that. Um, you know, and I think for, for us as an organization, uh, the better for you has been a movement and we've been, we've been active in that moving our portfolio products. Um, but there's a whole nother set of, of, of solutions and products that have come to the, to the market that are much more functional wellness, where they're really delivering on a set of benefits and needs, um, through food and beverage solutions and really kind of mirroring a lot of things you would typically find within the supplement space. Um, or even prescription marketplace, um, but they're but they're really in that the food and beverage world. And a few of our investments in that space really have been companies who have been novel in in their approach at delivery of of making of of delivering in unique product forms or relating to the consumer in ways and helping them understand what they're taking, how they how should they consume it, um, and 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 understanding the benefits that that are a part of that. Um, and so. You know, for us, um, this has included even a prior investment that we made uh, years ago in Kavita, which um, a business really to deliver on digestive wellness in the 
um, in the in the all in the beverage space and delivering and making sure delivering on uh, probiotics in in a form of delivery um, different than say what you would typically get from a yogurt or in capsule or in other forms but delivering it in, in ways where it was going to support your digestive um, it was a company we later acquired uh, and uh, you know for us was was really important uh, from a venture lens in the mode and model of supporting someone who was bringing a, a new form of delivery, a new set of ingredients, a new set of benefits to the marketplace. And how do you kind of help bring it more to the masses, right? Where it's not just for a, a, an emerging select group of consumers or, or something, but also you can find ways to grow and scale that business. Um, you can bring down your cost and you can make it more approachable to a larger population. Um, and that's something that we follow that model really with a lot of our other companies as well is how do we help them on that journey? How do we help them with communicating who they are from, from the benefits that they're trying to deliver? How do they grow and scale it such they can, they can find new ways to make sure that more people can get their hands on it, um, either at stores, but also at, at price points that are, are achievable. So, you know, it, it's it, some of those early Early investments and early successes have also been a, a model that we've approached through a number of our more recent investments as well. Yeah, you know, uh, what's very interesting, and that is something uh, actually, uh, something that I've been starting to think about, or which kind of was a, you know, shift of perspective for me within the, in the past month. And that was basically because I, you know, I, uh, and I'm going to share these examples just in a, in a few seconds, but, you know, there's, when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, food or, and, and, you know, we automatically go into this direction of like, okay, so, uh, you know, there's this um, shift in awareness, you know, when it comes to like, you already said it better for you, for example, but like in general that let's say, you know, we as humans, you know, um, start or let's say that uh, there's a majority, not a majority of people, but let's say a um, higher number of people that is, let's say, trying to live healthier lives. Right. And um, that kind of this, this is kind of the mantra uh, of, of the discussion. Um, however, you know, uh, there's also like a thing that, that I'm going to say now, and which is obviously you, you probably heard it a, a billion times, which is, uh, you know, the kind of uh, rising of, of, of direct to consumer brands. And um, there's incredible examples all over the place. Um, both obviously, let's say for health, but at the same time, you know, which is funny in, in the non, non-healthy part, right? So um, a recent example, um, so which, which I'm going to share with you, uh, where I was just like in- astonished. And I was actually here in Germany, uh, in Europe, where uh, within 28 months, uh, so there's this guy, the founder, um, tw- 26 years old, and he built out a franchise brand uh, for, um, donuts. And he, within 28 months, they opened up 200 locations and signed 350, I think, uh, franchise agreements. It's like, it's a huge brand obviously now. And, um, it's crazy. Like it's the, the, I mean, the, the product itself, right. screams diabetes <laughs> and the same goes for like a lot of other things. Right. So, um, there's also other examples, which is interesting where you think like, okay, so even though there's like this big discussion about like, you know, health and well-being, etc., there's still this thing, you know, of, there's a lot of consumers that, you know, that like that other part, right. That like that other side. Yeah. of the Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think, and you know, and 
in my experience, I think in our, in our also uh, understanding of, of consumers, but but from a human behavior standpoint, is there's a there's a spectrum. You know, there's a spectrum of of uh, of choice, but there's also a spectrum of of, of people's attitudes and um, and ability and desire. And um, but what we've also found over over the years is that there's um, an idea of that with more knowledge and education too, and, and decisions is how people's choice evolves. Mm. Uh, and but but there's also dynamics that occur in people's lives that either spark or become catalyst for some of that. Um, you know, for one of the things about PepsiCo is that we're we're very much a a company who's who's there to deliver it on you know, um, sets of convenient solutions that deliver, you know, um, uh, satisfaction and joy, you know, taste and enjoyment. Um, but also, we also understand the need in, in that regard for there's consumer choice increasingly for we'll call it some better for you options. So we've moved our portfolio over the years towards, um, you know, removing, removing some aspects from a sodium or sugar standpoint. Um, and that there's other consumers who want to even go further than that, right? And that they want to um, only really consume virtuous, virtuous ingredients. Um, but I think back to your 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 example there is that uh, you know we find is that that there's generally going to be a, a, a spectrum of consumers and choices kind of across that that. But we we also find is that once people start moving down that tunnel of knowledge. Um, they kind of continue to move in a certain direction versus kind of reverse themselves, you know, and, and, and such that we know that, that we as an organization are, are understanding and appreciative of that and, and also trying to, you know, be supportive in terms of either products we put out or, or, or solutions that we partner with others on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like, you know, continuous product innovation in that sense, you know, where, you know, products that are healthier, which, you know, have this the same amazing experience you would have with you know with the other side of the table you know i th i think that is coming more and more you know and and as well i think what you just said like you know that people move move further down the tunnel i think that requires because it's the same thing as you know for example if, if uh with new new year's resolutions right so every year the same thing right where a lot of people say like yeah i'm gonna do more sports etc right but I think it's 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 all about it's not about a certain time frame, right? It's about continu con continuing it, right, and doing it over a long time frame, right? Because it's not about let's say eating one healthy thing, right, or like uh, eating salad once a week or something like that, right? It's literally like changing a lifestyle, right? And the word life is in it, right? It's it's about your entire life, and I think that's why this like aspect of where brands become also, you know, more stronger and stronger in communicating and also creating communities around their products. This is well, super important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of our, one of our, uh, one of our uh, partner portfolio companies, exactly to that is, you know, I think on the surface, a lot of a lot of folks might think um, it, it's only for people, uh, you know, you might say is in urban markets or in call it coastal elite cities in the U.S. or you know, in certain uh, urban, you know capital cities in Europe um, uh, or tier one cities in China as an example. But I think increasingly you find is, uh, particularly back to your point about DTC, is it, it offers, there's a lot of people in a lot of other less obvious places that, that you would think of um, who are just as interested, 
to um, you know, choose and look for solutions, particularly who are, if, if they're solving for a consumer need or a benefit health space um, and looking for say, you know, superfood powders as an example, right? And they're actually in, um, they, these are folks who live in areas not where you think. And, and what that really speaks to is it's less of a geo, it's less of an income um, dynamic associated with uh, these choices. But back to your point about lifestyles, it's um, that actually we typically and always find is it it it's stratified sort of across those those income groups and those different cohorts. Um, it's it's much more of a, a choice and a behavior set, um, and the willingness to pay and spend um, is always there. We have found that not just in um, solutions and products that are call it you know of a certain price point, but even um, you know, that are, let's just say products that are north of 599, right? For a serving of something, which you would think of, oh, that's that's on the higher end. But even things that, you know, in certain categories where if things are mostly priced at 99 cents, something that's $2 is seen as, as expensive. What you find is people are willing to spend that $2, you know, if, and it might be a higher percentage of their, um, their, their weekly, monthly budget um, because it means a lot to them. You know, um, and and, you, and I think there's there's analogs there that you would you would find in more other lifestyle choices where people pay for coffee, you know, on a regular basis, and and, and it adds up, but it's because it means a lot to them, and it, it and it's something they're willing to go out of their way for. Um, so I think you know one of the lessons for us over time has been too is that there are audiences that are not as typical um, as one would think, um, and there are people who are ready and willing to um, be a consumer or be a customer of, of solutions. It's finding them and speaking to them. And they're not always, you know, um, as obvious, but, but you gotta, you gotta do your homework on, on who they are and really what those needs are and how to best, you know, serve them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let's um, maybe dive a little bit more into, uh, or, um, you know, spend some time more on, on, on uh, DTC. So um, also I've been observing that for a while now. Um, there's a, a good example in in, um, in the U.S. which which I saw not long ago is with the so you know where uh, influencers basically launching also brands different brands. I mean there's countless examples for that, but I think uh, in the U.S. it was like um, uh, YouTube YouTuber. I think that he's the biggest YouTuber in the world actually, Mr. Beast or whatever his name is, where he mm -hmm. launched like a, a burger uh, mm -hmm. chain um, with like. Uh, this concept of like uh, I forgot the word with with like um, ghost kitchens, ghost kitchens exactly yeah sir, and um, I mean it's incredible and like also the other the other uh, the other week or so like uh, we have that right now as well here in Europe more and more that um, so uh, people such as um, you know um, uh, well not just influencers in the sense of like you know people that have a high following on Instagram and post beautiful pictures, but also like uh, musicians or so that mm -hmm. have a high following mm -hmm. launching their own brands, yeah, you know, sure. uh, where uh, now the highest, uh, the, the, what is it? The most sold iced tea in Germany is uh, from a musician like uh, before Lipton, you know, which is crazy. Like if you right. think about it and right. like how much how much do you how much uh do you spend basically looking at these things and how how do you like how do you see the future of that yeah. kind of evolving yeah you know i mean it, it it's um it's a sign of the times or in, in the sense of it's it's something to be recognized and it's it is real 
um, it it'll it it's not something that I think is a as much as a fad as much as that it's it's an evolution of of, of you could say of where um, people are interested at uh, people influencers who who are speaking you know a language and a, and a building building trust and rapport right with um, with consumers and such, they're 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 ready to go towards you know products they recommend, which is not that different than say any sort of advertising has been for, you know, yeah. you know the last sixty plus years. So, you know, I, I think and how this shows up in food and beverage is um, has been occurring um, more increasingly for the last five ten years. Um, in some cases, it's now just a different group of. Of individuals who are entering the field as as those spokespeople or influencers or brand owners or business owners, um, in that respect, um, and I think for us, you know, we look at it as that it's it's something to be recognized. It's it's still a question about how sustainable is that, right? And how um, how can how does that continue? When we look at a business, we look at it for for. Uh, you know, its longevity is is where is this continue to go and morph, right? Versus a short term return aspect. Um, and there's a lot of those businesses where if it's built on sort of a um, a profile of the immediacy of the celebrity or the the influence, and really behind it is a business model or a set of products that aren't necessarily well put together then you can probably have a sense of where that's going to be in 6, 12, 18, 24 months, whatever the time be is. And that, that's, that's not necessarily. Um, now, can, can you also maybe shore up some of those deficiencies in those businesses, you know, by surrounding them, you know, with uh, better operations or, or, or other areas that are challenging? Sure. And we do. And, you know, I think we would consider those. Um, so I think we, back to your question, I think we recognize it overall. Uh, we understand it, but it's like with a lot of other businesses, it still gets down to the, some of the fundamental questions, right? Of, you know, is there is there an actual business model and a revenue model that is um, sustainable? That at some point there's degrees of path towards paths towards profitability. Is there, a, you know, a scalable, attractable marketplace? You know, in that in that way, I, I think those examples are are examples of of companies that have are more recent um, and, and some of them will stick. And, um, you know, and I think a lot of times the ones that'll stick is because they've, they're really authentic, you know, and they're authentic in, in the, 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 the sponsors, the brand owners, the, you know, the Casamigos of the world are, are things that they believe in, right? And they put out an actual really good product. And so even if those influencers go away, the product can still stand on its own. And I think those are some things that we look for as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, you know, you just, you, you put it absolutely right, right? So there's, I mean, there's a, an influencer as a, as a, a single person, right? But it, it, it takes more than that to build a brand, right? So it's obviously, you know, a, a very, very quick and efficient yeah. method uh, because right. there's this trust element, you know, to, to basically, you know, guide all that attention towards that one thing, right? But if, I mean, if the product isn't good, right? It's, it's obviously it's not going to work so product always needs to be good and, right. and 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 also needs to evolve right and 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 there's there's multiple aspects to that and and that can only come over time right so yeah most definitely yeah absolutely so um you know i mean it's obviously been uh, been some crazy times 
um and uh you know just because i i always ask that because you know i, I try to to get that perspective from 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 a bunch of people that are doing different things um you know how how do you kind of like you know see the you know what, what's kind of your take from 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 this entire kind of you know global weird crisis and and you know getting out of it now and and how do you see that kind of having a, an effect maybe on also what you do you know with with, um, with uh, sure. know, the ventures group and and like what, what is your take on that yeah you know you know there's a, there's an aspect I remember in the, the early weeks months maybe it was um, um, are we really going to continue to make deals are we going to make deals when we never meet people <laughs> um, yeah. you know and uh, and talking to a lot of others, it was it was similar things. And then what naturally happens over time is, you know, um, from a business standpoint, um, you got to adapt and survive, right? You got to you got to you got to continue to operate. Um, and that's that's definitely what has occurred from from that sense, right? Of okay, well, this is this is a um, this is the dynamic that we're all faced with, um, whether it's in a certain country or you know just generally across the globe. So. You know, we needed to collectively um, uh, still jump in the same pool and kind of operate. And so we've made, we've, we've done our, we've done our diligence on deals. We've been, we've found introductions. We've done our scouting. Um, you know, we partnered with our portfolio companies in ways. Um, but I think and through that, there's, uh, we've found ways to be successful. And I, but I also would say is there's, there's also a reminder of, of, particularly the, the human interaction that's, that has been missed, right? At least from a business standpoint, which is, you know, the importance of collaboration and, and, and understanding um, that you, you still have through some of the virtual, but um, even more recently where we've been able to have more that the get in some dynamic, you realize um, how important that, that, that stuff still, still is. Um, the sharing collaborating is, is something that I think a lot of early stage businesses have, have found ways to do that more virtually, um, but particularly with advisors and folks like investors, um, I, I think, and doing it collectively uh, in person is, is always something that's gonna be, I think it's gonna be important to find the appropriate right way to, to bring that back. And companies are, are starting to do that in different, here in the US, I know a number of our, our, our partner companies in Europe are finding more increasingly, um, but you know, we also find is no one's in a rush to go, to go back to offices. You know, um, people have found ways to still be efficient and optimize what they how they work, and um, and I think a lot of that will will remain for for, for a period of time. Um, but I think also one other thing I'll say just from a and how we think about the market and the consumer. You know, early on it was what's going to what's going to be you know, the attitude of consumers in terms of what they're going to be choosing, you know, choosing in terms of how important safety and uh, health and um, where's privacy in their, in their solution. And I think those are things that are, there is no settle, nothing settled. And it's going to still be a few years before we really have a, a better sense for what's, what's going to, what's going to be. Um, uh, businesses are still, still, I think, across the board uh, interested at, at at trying to believe that that you know consumers are, are going to increasingly going to want health and wellness, but back to your point about donuts, is 
you know, we find this in, in say the global recession in 2008 is a lot of times people just want, you know, permissible indulgence, you know, and they just want to be able to find, you know, uh, an outlet for things. And so it's, I don't think it'll ever be just one thing, right? It is there's, there's, there's going to be needs that still are across the, across the spectrum, right? There's going to be groups of people who um, are going to be more progressive and proactive at solving for things and wanting solutions. And then there's going to be others who are perfectly fine with um, still having, you know, what maybe they always did, had type thing. And so as a business, whether it's an early stage business, or, you know, multinational is, you know, choosing how you prioritize and, and you focus your attention towards solving those things. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautifully put. And I think, you know, one, one thing that's for sure is absolutely that, you know, the more diversity there is kind of uh, from a consumer side of things, you know, the better it is or, you know, in, in the sense of like, you know, seeing all these different, you know, innovations and all these different kind of companies popping up, you know, because there is like there's different markets, you know, to to kind of there's different customer groups, you know, to, to kind of, uh, dive into. And, and, and that's actually super interesting, you know, and, and, uh, for, for all sorts of things, you know, from, from consumer products, you know, to like things such as, you know, um, things that have, have been more and more, let's say kind of the, the traditional, you know, offline world, like such as gyms, etc. like how, how are these going to change? Right. So is there, there's also so many, so many opportunities still, um, to be tapped into, and um, also on the, on the technology side of things. So that's definitely, yeah. definitely yeah, I, think, I, think, I, I think the environment creates a chance for, uh, you know, the next iteration, the evolution of, of things to your point about gyms, you know, it's like, what's the, what's the next version of that? Right. Yeah. And people, companies saying, well, it, you, in retrospect, you might look at it as, oh, it's a mashup of things. It's never just that one thing anymore. Now it's, yeah. it's a gym plus something else. And now that new thing has a new, it becomes a, a, a new category of products. Right. Um, or, you know, it's, it, it's products where people historically were, say, consuming something sitting at a table or on the go. And now they're only sitting at the table. So now it's a, the form is now, now you find, you know, um, a, a set of, a set of breakfast items that are historically that were consumed on the go. Now people are moved back into having them, you know, at, at their table and people are taking, creating new products, you know, with, um, with some of those, those elements that were typically found in on the go solutions, right? So it's how it's packaged, the shape of it, or whatever it is. And it's, yeah. that's, that's a new category or, um, you know, say I want protein and um, there's always been the traditional ways of getting protein. And now are there, are there new product spaces where you can, you can, you might not as typically find protein, but you're going to find pro protein forms of delivery. And it, I think it's what we found going back 20 plus years with energy drinks is when energy drinks were, were started, it, it was not a category when it started, right? It was, it was one thing. It was this offshoot. It was a little niche right, of, of a market. Um, and it's become this in retrospect, a whole, a whole category of, of solutions and products in that way. Um, but it, oh, everything big starts small to some degrees and it starts off as, as a new version of something else, right? And I think that's what, you know, COVID is also creating is environments for, for a little bit of that. And I don't know if we'll, we'll totally see some of those new categories still for years of what those will become. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, maybe kind of as a uh, as a last question for today. You know, uh, obviously uh, within within the you know within your job, you you you're required to obviously look at a a lot of different companies. You know, a lot of things that are happening, and you are kind of at the forefront of you know uh, what's what's cutting edge. And um, you know what 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 I would like to kind of ask you is, you know, what's something that you've seen. You know, it could be in, in food and beverages or like, a, you know, a specific trend or something like that is really, let's say, you know, that needs to be in the radar of people like that. You know, something that is like where you think like, okay, that's that's something that people need to have on their on their uh, on their radar and, and then check it out. You know, is there something, you know, there's um, um, there's a there's a there's a there's a set of um there's a set of products and that are really about, I think this idea of, of convenience and nutrient, nutrient density um, that for the last 10 years, you know, it's, it's, oh, I can get it all in one, right? Um, you know, I think there's still this question around, um, do people want food and beverage and the nutrients they need from that food and beverage uh, in a way where it's all about those nutrients and they remove the enjoyment of consumption, right? Mm. And I think, and I think it's, it's, it's there's, um, there is a little bit of that, right? Which is, uh, well, there are gonna be people who, who want basically just give me the, the, the elements without all, a lot of the, the, the aspects of actually sitting down and, and enjoying, right? Um, but as an example, there's a company um, who continues, I think, in this evolution of saying, pack it in and get it all without actually having to go through that, um, you know, called Meepo, which I think was, is quite interesting in terms of uh, trying to pack it in and actually pack it in from a, a cube standpoint, right? So have actual pieces of uh, salmon and avocado and sweet potato really into the idea of um, actual cubes. Um, you know, think of it as almost like space food in a certain sense. Yeah, yeah. That stuff, um, but but finding ways of delivering it with still uh, some enjoyment and some taste. So yeah. where I think the last number of years, as you found people really going to the far ends of saying, "I'm going to pack this all in. There's going to be no enjoyment. You're never going to have to chew again." Right. To yeah. the other end of still uh, of well. How do you do that, but still also provide some enjoyment, either from the look, the feel, the taste perspective of, of those products? Um, and it's and I think that's where it's like the future of food is how do you how do you find um, ways of, of of bridging and blending together sort of nutrients and taste, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's all this 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 push pull between does everybody wants everything to be the best thing for you, but you also want to deliver on the highest taste quality, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and we find that in our businesses and others, right, as well is, is um, sometimes you have to give up more of one to deliver on the other. Um, and I think, you know, I think more companies that continue to try to find ways of balancing those is, is it's a real opportunity, right? Um, for, and making it as convenient as possible, so. All right. Hey, yeah. perfect. Daniel, thanks for being on the show. It was super interesting talking to you and thanks for giving us the insight. And I appreciate it, Jonathan. Thanks for having me.